Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Kelly Crawford and we're talking about homeschooling. We're talking about the difference between school and education and how to take the stress out of homeschooling. And, and it's all the things that you know we as homeschool moms have to think through and, and that we navigate on a daily basis. Um, so we're gonna talk more about that today. But before we do, I wanna say thank you again to BJU Press Homeschool for sponsoring this podcast because you guys, without our sponsors, well, we wouldn't be here talking to you. Um, and I wouldn't have Kelly here on the other side of the camera talking to you and encouraging you as well. So thank you so much to BJU Press Homeschool. If you guys want help managing your homeschool on a day-to-day basis, BJU Press has a homeschool hub that can dramatically simplify things for you. You'll be able to see your child's workload, document grades, modify schedules, and more. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub is the resource you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the hub can change your homeschooling. And now is a good time to do that. At the end of the school year, as you're preparing for next school year, um, check them out and see if that might be a good option for you for next year. So Kelly, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I am so glad to have you back. Yeah, absolutely. So you touched on something in Monday's episode. And if you guys missed Monday, go back and listen to part one of my conversation with with Kelly. But you talked about you have a daughter who is in college and she is just a hard worker. She's very diligent. And I think sometimes as homeschool moms, we have this idea that all the other moms have it all together. All the other dads have it all together. And they've done so well in their parenting that their kids are all diligent. They're hard workers. They're amazing. And some of us are sent back going, but my kid's not that. Like my kid is more laid back, relaxed. I wouldn't say necessarily lazy, but you know, some kids are lazy. They're just, by nature, they're just not go-getters. They're not hard workers. Mm-hmm. With your kids, how have you managed to teach them to be hard workers? And I would imagine that with 11 kids, you have some who are maybe just not bent that way. God just didn't create them that way. Um, talk talk about your journey with that a little bit and what that has looked like for your family. Sure. Yeah. So we've always um, believed very important to teach our kids to be hard workers. There is so much of that that you can teach and there is so much of it that just um, they are naturally inclined that way. I have both, like you mentioned, some of mine just were naturally bent to be hard workers. You know, we have to do two things. We have to be faithful and so in, in terms of teaching character and teaching hard work, you just, you give them responsibility. You give them um, instruction in that. You be an example of that. You praise other examples of that. You know, there are a lot of different specific ways that we can teach that. Yeah. Um, but the other thing we have to do is remember that God has created all of our children very uniquely, very differently with different strengths. And so we can't compare them. Um, to each other or to other people. I had one child in particular that was um, very difficult for us. And I won't go into a lot of detail, but it was just a long, difficult journey. And the things that I wanted to teach him, I just wasn't seeming to be able to impart to him. And um, eventually, I just continued to be faithful. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I gave him to the Lord. And the Lord has done an amazing work in his life. And he is just a completely different person now. Mm -hmm. Um, He ended up going into the Marines. And I think he learned a lot of good lessons there. But the Lord has really turned his heart. And, you know, he comes home now to visit. And he will just uh, go into the kitchen and start washing dishes. And he never, ever ever did that before. Um, So I, I tell people that 
to give you hope if you have one, because we, we had gotten to a place where a lot of times we had felt hopeless and like we had failed him or, you know, had done something terribly wrong, but just trust the Lord with your children because they were his before they were ours and he loves them more than we do. And he has a plan for them. And our, our job is to be faithful. We don't need mm-hmm. to despair and we just need to, uh, the greatest thing we can do for them is really be prayer warriors for them. I so. love that. Christy Clover talks about getting your knees dirty. And what mm-hmm. she means by that is to just get on your knees and pray. And yeah. that's through every part of parenting. I mean, I, you know, no one is going to pray for our kids like we will. They won't even pray for themselves the way that we as their parents can and will pray for them because oftentimes they don't even know what they need prayer for. (laughs) You know, they might pray for, you know, the next amazing thing that they want to happen in their life, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to pray typically for their own character and their own development like we will as their parents. And so what a great reminder that God is so faithful. And I love that. I love that you set that foundation for him and that the Lord is faithful to bring him to where he is today. And, and what a beautiful thing to have him come home and, and, and do the thing that, you know, through all his years at home, you were trying to get him to do. Yeah, it's been, it's been a real sweet gift, really, to watch the Lord work in his life. So hang yeah. in there, mamas. Hang in there. And, you know, it doesn't always turn out that way. Mm-hmm. But still, our job is to be faithful, to do what the Lord has called us to do to train them up, um, and to build character into them. And so I want to talk about that for just a minute too. And you talked a little bit about that, but character in general, you know, whether it's being a hard worker, whether it's being respectful, or whether it's being truthful and honest about whatever it is that's going on in their lives, how do you instill good character in your kids? What What is your path to doing that as you're raising your kids? Well, on a good day, if I can remember when, uh, you know, <laughs> the Lord gives us lots of opportunities for teaching. And a lot of times that comes through things like conflict or, oh, yeah. you know, bad attitudes or those things. But if we can remember in the moment to not get so frustrated, but instead point them back to, let's take a look at why this is not okay or why this is okay go back to scripture and just say, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's conflict with a sibling, you talk about that. You talk about displaying uh, love and being tender toward one another and putting others first. And just, and honestly, you have to remember that it's over and over. It's not a one time, one and done. I um, liken motherhood to a garden and you don't just pull weeds one time. It is a process that Mm -hmm. you continue to do. And so that helps us not, maybe not to get so frustrated. I've already done this. We've already talked about this, but it's over and over throughout their lives as long as we have them. And then you hope and pray that God, you know, brings that to fruition in in their lives and brings it around full circle. And those things begin to take root, those Bible scripture and those promises that you've taught them. So that's for me. And, you know, it practically too, I like to read stories that have characters in mm-hmm. them, characters that, um, you know, are noble and they can, because stories, we learn a lot when we hear stories, yeah. stories make things stick. And so telling good stories, reading good stories, that's another, the autobiographies, there are some great ones out there that um, really help to form, I think, our children's character. So that's a practical uh-huh. thing that I like to do too. 
Yeah, you say telling good stories, and I'm thinking I am the worst storyteller yeah. in all the land. <laughs> say, just reading, reading good stories. Right. <laughs> My stories pretty much always start with once upon a time there was a princess named Lacey, <laughs> and she always rolls her eyes. Oh my gosh, mom! Uh-huh. I'm a horrible storyteller. I really I, uh, am, but. Uh, I'm thankful that others are good storytellers because I I can just pick up a book and open it up and read it. And, um, and it is, I mean, whether it's stories from God's word or stories, you know, you know, biographies of people who've just done amazing things. Um, it's, it is incredible to be able to learn from other people. And what's so interesting about that is I think that so oftentimes those people, you know, we read about their lives, like you read about Corey Ten Boom or George Mueller. I'm certain that during their life, they didn't think, one day I'm going to put this story in a book and it's going to change people's lives, you know, a hundred years from now. Like that just didn't happen. But now we can go back and look at what the Lord did with them and in their lives. And we can just glean so much wisdom and and character development from these amazing people Mm -hmm. who were just ordinary people. Right. Just like you and me. Right. Right. And uh, so God's faithful um, to use his people to continue, you know, his his faithfulness and his legacy that he leaves. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Kelly. Um, so we're, I want to go back to, oh, did we talk about this Monday? I think we talked about this on Monday's episode. We were talking about... Um, school versus education, but what the difference is between being in a classroom and being at home. And you said that you were a teacher. You actually were in the classroom. You were an English, high school English teacher, and you had to kind of deprogram yourself from classroom, you know, what the classroom looked like um, compared to what your home looked like. And this is so hard for parents. It still is hard for me. It's hard for every parent, I think. Um, Unless you are a mom who just very naturally, and maybe you were homeschooled yourself, and so you didn't, you weren't programmed to think that way. But I, I think most of us still kind of have that in us. Mm-hmm. And so, talk about what how that has looked different for you, and how you have just created less stress in your homeschool than what you had in the classroom. I mean, there are so many things. You know, we look at curriculum, and we always think we have to get to the end of this curriculum by the end of the year. We have to check all the boxes in order to call it a year and to call it successful. Did you feel that way in the classroom? And then how does that differ from what you have experienced in the home? Certainly did feel, had to do that in the classroom. And so one of the things I've tried to do as a homeschooling mom is just look at what the book or the curriculum that's in front of us is teaching and ask the logical question, 
do we really need this? Is this going to help my child become a better, you know, student or better person? And the example that I've given often is even though I taught high school and one of my favorite things in high school when I was a student was to diagram sentences. And it's in every um, English textbook. And I know that a lot of moms and a lot of kids get really stressed about, this is just one example of diagramming. If you really sit back and ask the question, what's the point? I mean, what is the point of English? What are we studying this for? We're trying to become better communicators, whether that's written, mm -hmm. verbal, understanding language. And I just realized that diagramming sentences did not help me become a better communicator. Some people would argue with that, but I would disagree with them because I did an, an awful lot of advanced grammar as a college student. And I really do not think that that helped, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we learn the English language at a very early age. And of course we perfect it as we go, but we perfect it by using it much like a chef learns to cook by cooking more than just by uh, studying the molecules of the ingredients that he's using, right. which is that's <laughs> kind of what I feel like about diagramming sentences. Um, and so I think a lot of times the classroom has to keep students busy. And so they use a lot of busy work. Another example I've given is, you know, young children, young students, they are often uh, given grammar worksheets where they are instructed to add an S to the end of the word to make it plural, add an ED to the end of the word to make it pass. Where, whereas they've been doing that since they were, you know, two and three years old. You learn right. as, as a toddler, eventually um, the basics of grammar without ever doing a, a textbook. So, you know, moms if you could could think about that and and, think, and it, it goes for other subjects as well those were just some examples but you know asking yourself do i really need to do this i have not done higher math with all of my children i i do i play each one by ear i look to see um you know their interests their gifts if their their propensity is in that subject um i've got a couple that have not gone on to do algebra I've got some that um, instead of algebra or higher math, I've replaced it with the Dave Ramsey's curriculum, which yeah. think about is probably a lot more beneficial to life in general than whether they can do algebra. So just right. thinking logically about things like that, trusting what I said earlier, trusting the curiosity and the process by which God has created us to learn the things we need to learn when we need to learn them. Um, if you think about as an adult, how many things you've learned that you were not taught that have, you know, benefited you, it's, it's we just need to kind of undo and unravel our predisposed thinking about home, about schooling and, and see the bigger picture that would help us. Yeah, I love that because part of educating our kids is teaching them to think well and to think logically through things. And so we're doing that in the process of teaching them, right? And that's such a great reminder because... It's true. I mean, kids who are going to become engineers, they probably need to learn higher math, right? If you're going to become a chemist, you probably need to know the periodic table. But I never in my years of life have ever once needed to understand or know the periodic table. Right. I don't need to know all of the dates of history and, and every single thing that happened. Some dates are important to know, but some dates, who really cares? Mm-hmm. It happened in history. It happened a long time ago. And this is where we are in the world today, you know, but 
And I would add that we live in a very different world now with the technology than we once yeah. did. And so I think a lot of our, what we're requiring students to memorize is right. is outdated, if you will, because the information is already there. Some people would sure. argue that it needs to be up here, but um, not everything. Yeah, right, right. Well, and here's the thing is that, and, and we've talked about this lots of times, not every child needs to be a a master of every single subject. Right. Because how many times have you met a scientist who's a historian or a mathematician who is an artist? I mean, like every kid, and, and you were talking about this earlier, every kid is different. God's created each of them with their own unique gifts and abilities. And so not every child needs to know every single bit of every single subject, right? right. It's just not right. necessary for life. And it really does put so much stress on us as parents, you know, if parents want to parse out sentences with their kids, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's wrong to do that. Just don't feel like you it's have just, to do it. Just don't, exactly. Don't feel like you have to do that. And as homeschool moms, especially if you've got several kids at home and you feel like, oh man, I have to teach every single one of them, every single thing about every single subject, you're going to go crazy. And mm-hmm. so are your kids because it's not possible. And, and I agree with you. I mean, I have learned more in my adult years than I ever learned. And I went to a good Christian school growing up, right. but I came out of that Christian school knowing very little of anything. Mm-hmm. And almost everything I know today has been things that I've learned in my adult life because I've wanted to learn that. Right. And so our kids are going to learn. It's teaching them how to learn. It's it's not destroying their, um, you know, their identity as um, being able to learn and being, you know, children of the Lord. Um, but right. And I created them to be. And I've reminded you, I've I've done a few conferences and I always ask the audience, I say, you know, how much do you remember from your high school days? And and I'll throw out some terms, you know, who remembers, who could define an intransitive verb right now? Of course, nobody can. (laughs) And so a constant reminder to ourselves of that, that, you know, it's not the schooling that creates the person we become. That's just such a small part of it. And another thing we can do is we can hinder our children from becoming what God designed them to be. And I've Mm -hmm. used my husband as an example of this because when he was growing up, it was, you know, you did what everybody else did. You went to high school. You tried to get good grades. You had to get into a college. Didn't matter if you didn't know what you wanted to do in college. That's just what you know you did. And so he was in college for a year or two, um, did not know what he wanted to do, floundered around, you know, ended up dropping out of college. He's now a very successful um, contractor and home inspector. Mm. He is very gifted at what he does. He is a very, um, he's in high demand from a lot of people and he's thriving because that's where his gifts are. But it took him years and years to find that. And so many years were lost. So many years and a lot of money was lost in the, in the process. So we can do yeah. our kids a real disservice by just expecting them to do, the, you know, fulfill the status quo. Well, I actually want to talk a little bit more about that and about how college really is overrated for a lot of people, not for everybody. College is for some, it's just not for all. So we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, but we'll do that tomorrow because we're out of time. <laughs> so okay. Kelly, what is your website again? Where can people find your blogs and find out more about you? Generationcedar.com. Cedar like the tree. Okay. Sounds great. We will put those links in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Visit our website, schoolhouserocked.com. You can find our merch there. You can find the movie. You can sign up for our newsletter if you've not done that. And just keep in the loop on what we've got going on here at the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye.
What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.